The evil that men do lands on. We gonna bang your head! You are now listening to the Music Mania podcast, a hard-hitting show featuring all things hard rock and heavy metal. And now here are your hosts, the twins of chaos, Clint Switzer and Paul Lagana. It's Friday, so that means not only are you off work for the weekend, but you are locked and loaded with us right here on the Music Mania Podcast. We bring our show to you every Friday, and we are so grateful to be here. Clint Schweitzer, Paul Agana, and we have a big guest coming in today because Michael Wilton from Queensryche is going to be calling in, talking about the band's new album, Condition Human, and the tour they're on right now. I love this new direction of Queensryche. Singer Todd Latore's in there doing a great job. Paul, you and I have always been unabashed Queensryche fans. We've seen the band many times. Absolutely, Clint. Uh, the first time I ever saw them actually was not until 2009. Uh, they were at the Voodoo Lounge here in Kansas City, and I'll tell you what, Clint, absolutely blown away at that point. I agree. That was one of one of the best shows I'd seen. They were still firing on all cylinders with Jeff Tate at that point. But, but, Paul, it was soon after that you could just kind of see the wheels coming off with, with Jeff Tate. And I love Jeff Tate. I think he's one of the great rock singers of all time. But the next time we saw him around, the performance suffered. They tried to do the burlesque thing. I think some some things that the band didn't want to do, you know, it's talking about the founders, you know, Michael Wilton is a founding member, Scott Rockenfield, Eddie Jackson, those guys. You can kind of see where their heart is, especially in this new album, Condition Human. It's a more straight-ahead metal album. I think that's where their heart always lied, man. And you could see Jeff Tate's influence being kind of more theatrical kind of stuff. You just kind of see the riff starting to form. And then in 2012, it all ended. Uh, Rock, Oklahoma is kind of a public. It wasn't a breakup at that point, but Jeff Tate berating the crowd. We're going to ask Michael about that. He was so, told the Rock, Oklahoma crowd, a crowd of 20,000 people, you guys suck. Yeah. That's I, not cool, man. That's not I don't what, care what crowd you're in. You that can't is do not that. what you want to do, uh, playing to a full uh, packed house, uh, people paying money for the uh, a good hard-earned ticket uh, to hear that you suck is uh, basically <laughs> something, something that I, I wouldn't want to be part of. Oh, would you would you want to be told that you sucked at a, at a crowd? I, I do anyway, but I'm not playing to a packed <laughs> twenty thousand seat house. Right, very good point. Yeah, and, and, and soon after that, they they recruited uh, singer Todd Latore. This is another second album with him, Condition Human. Great stuff. Be sure to check it out. And, you know, Michael Wilton coming up. He's a guy that's kind of a the soft-spoken member of Queensryche. You know, Jeff Tate was always the one, you know, that did a lot of the press, that did talk to the, you know, talk to the media a lot more. But Michael's been carrying that flame. I mean, he's a founding member. Great guy. And the thing about him I didn't know that we're going to have to ask him about is he was a star athlete in high school. That's right. I, I got to find out. I can't wait to find out what sport it was. Because you right. look at him like he's he's built like he could have played some football, maybe mm-hmm. baseball. We'll have to ask him. I, I think it was all three i think it was football yeah. baseball and basketball but but uh, getting back to uh uh operation mind crime that that that's the album that i want to hear about it's my favorite one of my favorite albums of all time oh, absolutely and, and for me operation mind crime put uh them on the map for me um so we're going to ask them about uh how that all came about uh that album that was a concept album yes and not yeah. something you saw all the time, especially in that veil of '80s rock in that era. You had a lot of you had a lot more albums, say like you know Motley Crue's Doctor Feelgood, than you did a concept <laughs> right. album that sure. was dark, dark lyrics. And but 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 it, sonically, conceptually, 
one of my favorite albums of all time. Literally, it's in my top five. It has been most of my life. I absolutely love that album. Uh, but, but you're right, it was that. And then, of course, Empire, which was more commercial. Right. I think most Queensryche fans lean towards Operation Mindcrime as their favorite of the two, but Empire had a lot of hits on it, too. Mm-hmm. Silent Lucidity, you know, Jet City Woman, those kind of songs. But Queensryche's been doing this for so long. They were, they were so different back in the early 80s when they had their, uh, their first EP to Warning. Rage for Order was so progressive and so different. It just... Didn't you know? And it's 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 amazing to me they did wind up achieving achieving commercial success because their albums and their look and their sound is also different. Yeah, uh, they won some awards uh, over the years, and also uh, that both Operation Mindcrime Crime and Empire spurned about six or seven, like you said, six to seven hits. So absolutely great stuff. And I'll tell you what, guys. Uh, without further ado, on the horn right now we have Mr. Michael Wilton. Founding member of Queensryche, Michael, welcome to the show, man. How's everything going? Well, everything is going good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You guys are knee-deep in a tour right now. I know you got a, uh, a show here uh, this weekend in uh, Ferndale, Washington. What's uh, this tour been like? I mean, I know you guys have been out doing what you do. You guys have been out on tour basically since you were about uh, 24 years old. But uh, how's this tour been for you, and uh, how's everything going? Everything's going good. Uh, we just uh, got off uh, a tour with the Scorpions. And we've been uh, pretty busy just, uh, you know, promoting, marketing, and, and playing our asses off, uh, getting conditioned human uh, out there and, uh, you know, just having fun. And, uh, you know, we're here we are right in the middle of uh, 2016, you know, and, uh, um, you know, the band is going very strong and we're just keeping it going and we're really uh, um, excited to, to kind of do some of these uh shows in June and July, um, which uh, will be great as a pre-send-off to we, when we go to Europe. Yeah, I was going to mention, you guys go to Europe later, I think, in August, and I mean, you guys are always on the, uh, always doing the road thing, that's what you guys have been as a band your whole career, but I want to get into the album, because Condition Human, to me, it's a natural evolution for what, what this band is right now, and to me, it's the best, I think, Queensryche album since probably Empire. Um, just kind of go into what it was, uh, the, the process of making this album. I mean, singer Todd Latore, you know, getting his footing under him. This is his, I believe, second album, you know, since joining Queensryche. How important was this album for you guys, and what was uh, kind of the process going into recording it? Oh, yeah, I mean, this was, uh, obviously, the Queensryche had momentum, right? And uh, uh, after a touring on the uh, the self-titled album and we uh went into this and uh you know we had a body of music that uh, uh we just wanted to really uh dive into and, and really you know utilize the talents of, of Queensryche and uh really you know emphasize on uh I don't know kind of the, the legacy of the band in, in the early albums and to, to pull that those kind of experiences and infuse those into uh, the recording, you know, and the, we got this producer named Zeus, um, who was totally on board with the songs and totally believed in them. And, and uh, you know, it was uh, it was just a time where the the band was was gelled. I mean, we were we were really uh, um, clicking on all cylinders, and, and it's um, you know, looking in re- retrospect, it was it was just kind of an evolutionary process of growing as as a band, as a band of brothers, you know, and. Uh, just taking the creativity and the songs, you know, where we wanted to go and to do something that wasn't, didn't sound like the last album, you know, so we wanted to really make this one special. And, um, so anyway, you know, it's, it's just good to, uh, have a bunch of guys that are all on the same page 
and uh, having fun again, and and uh, you know producing uh, you know really uh, uh, fun uh, Queensrÿche music. Absolutely, and I, I just again love this direction. And uh, Paul and I both just such huge Queensrÿche fans. Seen the band in many you know eras and incarnations. In fact, somebody asked me once, "Who's your favorite band ever to come out of Seattle?" I said Queensrÿche, and they they looked at me like they wanted me to say Ellison Chains or something. I'm like, no, it's it's Queensrÿche. That's how it'll, how that'll always be. Uh, so I mean. Yeah, I want to get into the to, uh, current singer Todd Latore. What a wonderful job I think he's done. I think a lot of people, including myself, it, you know, when this all came about in 2012, were were skeptical. Of course, you replace a singer, you don't know what's going to come next. You don't know what it's going to sound like. The very first time I saw a video with Todd Latore singing, I think it was "Take Hold the Flame." I was blown away. I knew this was the guy for the for the gig, but it's four years in now. How important has uh, Todd's inclusion to this band been for kind of the band's uh, you know evolution at this point? Well, you know, obviously it's critical. <laughs> I mean, he was, um, just how it happened, I guess, you know, it was fate. Uh, but, you know, thrust into that position, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's not an easy deal. And, and he's he's a trooper for uh, doing it. But, you know, it's, you know he has the uh, the musical ability, you know, and he has the, the songwriting uh, frenzy that, that we need. And, you know, we're touring a lot and everything. So it's, it's just a... Uh, it's been a good gelling, growing pot process for Todd. Um, you know, not easy when you got such hardcore fans, and, and but he's won the fans over. We've won, you know, so many people over, and, and it's so great to to see all the you know the great crowds that are coming uh, to see Queens right now with uh, Todd because he's just the, the the energy's back. The band's playing great, and you know, and, it, and he's a great front man. He's he's the guy that's. Uh, giving everybody in the band a, a good shot in the arm, you know, of adrenaline and we're, uh, you know, having fun playing all over the world. And he is, he is definitely, uh, you know, at home and, you know, we get so many compliments. It's like, you couldn't have found a more perfect person, you know, um, to replace, you know, your old singer. And it was just, it's just like that every show that we go to, um, you know, and it's just, people just are just so into Todd. Absolutely, it's got to be gratifying for the band to be, you know, to able to go in the direction you want to go to do uh, kind of the music that that Queensrÿche fans love. And, and to me, things maybe got off track there a, a little bit, um, kind of in, you know, before before you guys made the change with with Todd. But before, but I want to go back to the evolution, to the uh, genesis of this band, uh, Michael, because you formed this band with you know Eddie Jackson, Scott Rockenfield. You guys were uh, uh, in the early '80s, you know, the Mob. You guys came out as that, but like I want to know because the band was so stylistically and sonically different for that time and so ahead of its time. Did you guys ever think that you would wind up achieving in any level of commercial success, given kind of that uh, progressive style you guys had at that time? Um, I, I think it kind of blew us away when uh, we were at our day jobs and we heard Queen of the Reich on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, uh, you know, that's popular. Um, but, you know, we're, we were a band that didn't want to play top 40 music. You know, that's what was going on in, in Seattle at that time. And, and uh, uh, we were listening to, to the British Invasion. We were listening to all these cool heavy metal bands coming out of uh, England. And... Uh, and Europe, and that's that's where our hearts were. You know, we wanted to, we you know, we were into bands that had two guitar players that were, you know, doing double solos and progressive drums and, uh, you know, just, just badass vocals. Um, and that's that's kind of it, you know. And so we, we kind of came into this, you know, wanting to be, you know, a group, 
but we wanted to be musicians, not rock stars, you know. So for us, it was it was more about the music and progressing as writers and individuals, and uh, you know, progressing with each album, uh, doing something different than the previous album, and you know, we we, we did that, and then. Um, yeah, timing, I guess, is what happened. Uh, uh, you know, the record industry started doing really well. Um, people were, were going to concerts and arenas, and uh, ticket prices were cheap, and then all of a sudden uh, uh, MTV popped on, and then VH1 popped on, and, and uh, lo and behold, you know, that's kind of right in that climb that we were in, and uh, uh, MTV, you know, kind of took us under their arms for the Empire album, I think they were spinning like six or seven videos from that album and uh um you know so that that brief uh few years that's when we were uh kind of hitting the mainstream and it was it was interesting you know it's a, it's a lot of work and a lot of pressure but um you know we won some awards and and uh um you know i've got them and i'm looking at them and i go wow nice to do that again someday. Well, I don't even know if MTV plays videos anymore. But anyway, <laughs> I doubt um, that. You know, it's it, it's just uh, uh, you know when you do something this long and and uh, you got your ups and your downs and now your the, the fun and the hard work is is back upon us and we're rebuilding and and uh, um, you know it's 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 a jungle out there. But if if you can get uh, some popularity and some. Uh, some spins on radio and TV, you know, it's, it's all the better to you. Uh, no doubt about that, Michael. Uh, I wanted to go back to actually, uh, obviously, Operation Mind Crime, which was obviously huge for you guys. Um, now, concept albums back then, they were rare, but they weren't unheard of. Uh, just what was the thinking behind that album, and uh, what uh, what were you hoping to achieve with that? Um, well, you know, that was a, a big uh, uh, change in the band as far as uh, the business side was, um, you know, we, we signed with uh, Q Prime Management, who had Metallica and Def Leppard and all these great bands, and uh, they kind of said, you know, do what you guys want, you know, and um, Jeff had this idea of doing a, a conceptual, uh, thematic story throughout the uh, the record with the music, and um, I think we scratched our heads at first, but, you know, and then we put it put it all together, and, you know, uh, Chris DeGarmo and I really uh, uh, put our heads together and, and started riffing and writing and, and uh, um, you know, kind of uh, not knowing what was going to happen, you know, because it was, uh, um, you know, a lot of, uh, wow, a conceptual album. Is this, is this really uh, the right move? And, uh, uh but you know what? We we put our hearts into it, and uh, uh, the outcome, you know, at first it was, you know, not a big splash. But uh, eventually, like I said, uh, uh, MTV picked up Eyes of a Stranger, and then um, it kind of took off from there. It's, it, I mean, as we speak, it's it's been in my top five albums for basically my whole life. And just one of my, one of the great, albums of, of the decade of all time of metal can't say enough about it and that's certainly not all the good work you guys did because i think rage for order is vastly underrated one of the most ahead of its time albums of all time but you guys 
achieved so much during that time, and I think that's a true testament of the band. You talked about the fans being as hardcore as they are, but I want to go back. Obviously, we talked about um, it being uh, four years uh, now since uh, Jeff Tate and you guys parted ways. Um, there's been a lot made of that, a lot of things said. We don't need to rehash all those things, but I want to go back to a specific incident and one thing where I personally as a fan and uh, noticed that I, I thought maybe the, the time had come, and it was at Rocklahoma 2012 when, when Jeff basically started verbally a tirade against the crowds, calling it, saying the crowd sucks, this and that. That hasn't ever really come up. He he parted ways from the band just a couple weeks later. Was that how instrumental was that incident at Rocklahoma uh, into you guys parting ways? I know there was probably other stuff brewing, but that that was that was kind of a no bueno situation for him on stage. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a bad day, obviously, uh, but uh, you know things in a career run its course, you know, and, and, uh, you know, not, uh, to do it so publicly, I, I think, you know, may have, uh, been the, the, uh, the way that, uh, it had to happen. But anyway, you know, it was just like with, with, uh, you know, any business, you know, you have your ups and your lows. And when you get to the point where you, no one's seeing eye to eye anymore, you know, it's time to move on, you know, something different needs to happen. And, uh, you know, and that, that's basically what it is. You know, it was, it needed to happen. Nobody uh, really was, was vibing in the band. So um, that was the only alternative. Well, it happens. It's rock and roll. I mean, you, you look at the band's touring today. It is just uh, impossible. I mean, you, you're on the road with somebody, especially for 30-plus years like you guys. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I, I think, you know, as, I think a lot of people looked at it, too, and, and the way that you say things like, hey, now stylistically we can do what we want. It seemed to me like that there was an, an element that Jeff Tate brought to the band, which he's one of my favorite rock singers of all time, great singer. But some things that happened, that uh, like the burlesque, that was maybe like, not quite what people wanted to see from Queensryche. I mean, is that is that a, a fair statement to make? Well, you know, it's 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 like I said, when everybody's not vibing on yeah. the direction and uh, the music's, you know, it's, you see it in the in the performances, you see it in the crowds, and you know, it's it's time to ramble on. You know, it's uh, but you know, and that's that's kind of what we did again. Well, there's no doubt about that, and um, we actually got to see you guys here in Kansas City back in, I think it was 09, and it was a hell of a show at the Voodoo, and the next show, I think, was in uh, 2011, and it was just, I, it just seemed different to me, so I, I Clint actually yeah. uh, made the same comment, so, but uh, before I let you go, Michael, uh, there was one thing I wanted to ask you, because I read somewhere where you were like a star athlete in high school. So uh, I just wanted to know a little bit about, you know, what, what sports you actually played and uh, uh, what, what are your favorite uh, teams now, actually? Um, well, yeah, through uh, junior high and high school, I was, you know, destined to be a baseball player. Um, I wanted to be a professional baseball player, but um, uh, what happened? Oh, I went to a rock concert, uh, <laughs> Black Sabbath. And Van Halen were playing, and I wow. saw Van Halen, and I, I, they opened up with this song "On Fire," and it absolutely it, no. it just it just struck me, and I go, "That's what I want to do," you know. And that's kind of uh, the pinnacle. But in the, the formulative years, yeah, I was a jock. I was I was very much into sports. I played all 
little league sports. I went to Europe on a little league team, and and um, you know, and I uh, um, still to this day, I'm I'm still uh, you know I'm a golfer. I, I'm an avid golfer. Nice. I golf with uh, you know my my friends and uh, uh, Mr. DeGarmo once in a while. Oh, you know, nice. And, uh, it's it's uh, it's really fun, and but you know I've always been active all my life, so. It's just kind of the way I was uh, brought up, you know. I was groomed for that. So, what well, I know you're a I know you're a Seattle guy, but you were you were born in San Francisco. The the Giants have won three World Series in the, I think the last six years. I mean, do you still do you still follow any teams? I know. I mean, the Seahawks have won a Super Bowl. Your your area of the country tends to win a lot of championships. I mean, do you, are you, do you still follow follow those teams when you can? Oh yeah, I mean I'm I'm you know I'm a, a Seattle Seahawks fan. I go to as many games as I can and support the team. Um, and I'm a Seattle Mariner fan. You know I'm a baseball fan. So uh, unfortunately, their season is kind of like when we're on the road, so I don't get to see very many games. But I check them out on on uh, on television. You know I'm always on the the Root Network looking for a, a Mariner game. And uh, you know and, and the Sounders. I haven't been able to catch any. Uh, live sounder games, but I, you know, I'm I'm all for that. And uh, awesome. Um, as far as the, the as far as the Bay Area teams, I mean, you know, I was born there, and and like you know, I have a an underlying mutual respect for them. But you know, my heart's here in Seattle. Absolutely, you're not going to cheer for the 49ers anytime soon, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> well. Uh... Um, uh, well, guys, I'll tell you what. Um, be sure to go to queensright.com. Check out all the tour dates. You guys are going to be touring uh, America. You go to Europe, you know, I think Australia, and then back to America uh, later in the summer slash fall. Guys, go check out that. And, uh, you know, we want to make sure that you guys check out the album. Condi- it's Conditioned Human. It's absolutely unbelievable. And we can't endorse enough. I think, Michael, what's important is we can't endorse enough for what you guys are doing now. And with singer Todd LaTorre, um, absolutely unbelievable the the notes he hits the very like i said the very first video i saw i think was take hold the flame i was just blown away i'm blown away by every performance i see of his i'll tell you what michael next time you guys roll through the midwest roll through kansas city let's hook up let's get together man we'll uh, we'll catch a game maybe come check catch a royals game with us out here in kansas city some summer man we'll we'll show you a world series team out here how about that that sounds great i love, I love getting you know when you get in the grind on the road, it's always great to go to a sporting event, you know, and that's that would be very nice. I, I appreciate that. That's funny because the, the 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 athletes go see you guys to let off steam, so it's just that's that's kind of how the circle of life, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 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 uh, you know the rock life is just a means to get on the golf course. <laughs> there you go. Famous last words. All right, Michael, we can't thank you enough for joining us, man. Thanks for taking your time. Have some great shows uh, uh, this weekend, and then uh, g- great luck on the road, man. We'll we'll catch up soon. We'll come say hello next time we uh, we get you guys here in the Midwest, here in Kansas City, my man. All right, take care. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Michael Wilton from Queensryche and Clint. This guy, he has done it all. He knows it the all. The whip. The whip. That's what they call him. Forgot to ask him about that. I wanted yeah. to ask how he got that nickname, whether it was on the athletic field or uh, the way he handles his, uh, you know, his fretboard on it, his guitar. It, yeah, that, it was the fretboard, actually. Okay. That's how he got his name. But uh, we can't thank him enough for uh, joining what a pleasure. us today. Uh, the guy was forthright in everything he said, and uh, we absolutely appreciate him joining us And today. another thing, a lot of a lot of the um, preconceived notions we had about maybe the breakup or, you know, with the departure of Jeff Tate, it seemed like kind of 
he kind of went along and agreed with some of the points we'd made before we had him on. And I think that, you know, it was, it was just clear. Maybe it was that transparent that the wheels were falling off. And I'm, I'm just so glad that Queensryche's on, on the path they're on now. And Condition Human such a good album. And guys, go to queensryche.com. Check out all the tour dates. Make sure you go see this band. Do not pass up seeing Queensryche just because Jeff Tate isn't in there because Todd Latore can absolutely sing all these songs. Look it up on YouTube, man. His performances are spot on. And guys, you know what? As we do this, the more shows that we have, the more times we do this, the more thankful we get just that we have you guys tuning in because we started this not knowing if a single person would listen. We didn't even know how to submit a podcast to iTunes when we first started this. Now we've um, got lots of iTunes subscribers. We've had so many shows, so many interviews, so many great musicians. Um, our stuff on YouTube is blowing up. Thank you guys so much for doing that and going and visiting us on social media, man. And we need it. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right. you know, the drill. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and we can't thank you all enough again for joining us. And I'll tell you what, I, I never thought I'd be doing something like this, but uh, with Clint Schweitzer at the helm, uh, bringing me in, it, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, to actually get to talk to these people that I listened to back in the eighties and nineties, just unbelievable. You're right. I think that's what it comes down to is being able to have these conversations because anybody uh, these days in the area of the internet can turn on a microphone, can turn on their uh, smartphone and start recording, start talking, start you know calling out people, start tweeting people. We wanted this to be legitimate. We wanted it to be as professional as possible. And we wanted to develop relationships with a lot of these bands and a lot of these artists because we want to be able to go out and check them out whenever they come here and meet them, uh, do interviews, do this kind of thing. This is just such a passion for us, Paul. And I couldn't do it without you because you, my man, I know you can't tell by our voices, but we're, we're not exactly the same age. I'm this no. young guy that missed all this great stuff in front of me when I, uh, because I wasn't old enough yet, but you <laughs> lived it. You were baptized in the blood of rock and roll long I before I was born, right. my and man. It, and that's again, what... Yeah, it's unbelievable that it, to, be actually, to actually get to talk to, to these guys. That, and, and just not only to talk to them, but to uh, listen to every single story they have. And I mean, every single one of these people that we've talked to, I mean, they've lived everything yeah so yeah and it, it reminded me the first time i saw queens which is actually a few years before we saw them together in 2005 they did another operation mind crime tour where they performed the entire uh they performed the entire album in its entirety and some other hits uh, after that it was at the uptown theater in kansas city um i actually had to sneak in our mutual friend aaron strong i had to sneak him into that concert because it was sold out that was the first time I got to see Queensryche. I remember they opened with The Whisper off uh, Rage for Order, one of my favorites, and then they went into the, the, after that they did the Mind Crime album. And so then the time we saw them together, which was equally as amazing, and just it takes you back, you see these guys live, you hear these albums your whole life, and you're like, oh my gosh, you're talking to them. It's a huge pleasure for us, and we just can't thank uh, Michael enough, can't thank Queensryche enough for, uh, for doing the interview. Check them out, guys. Do not miss them on this tour. Guys, it's summer. Get out there. I hope you're enjoying some concerts, because we certainly are. Paul, we got Guns N' Roses coming up next week on this very show. Go, we, go ahead and spoiler alert. Do we spoil it? We have got to let you guys know. Who is it? Eddie Trunk, ladies and gentlemen. The number one hard rock DJ in America, Eddie Trunk, will be joining us next week. Paul, thanks so much for sitting in with me doing this, guys. Hit us up. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Music Mania Podcast. Hashtag it. Tweet it. Share it. Like it. What else can you do? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Despise it? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, everybody they haven't created that button yet. <laughs> everybody have a great weekend.